Hi you guys, welcome to episode 15 of Vibing in Valentino. So I am in Thailand. I got here two days ago. I'm jet lagged as fuck, but I have a weekly weakness for you guys. So I just finished the book You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero and I am going to do a whole solo episode on it and just kind of give you guys the run through of all the biggest lessons that I have learned from that book and it is so helpful. It is all about stepping out of your comfort zone and uh, kind of taking a risk on yourself and on your dreams and how to develop a wealth mindset where, you know, a lot of people, we tend to have certain limiting beliefs about money whether or not that is like money is the root of all evil or people change up when they make money or you know just negative associations we have with money that stand in the way of success whatever that means to each and every one of us but i'm assuming to a lot of people success means more money it's a really good book and i finished it in like a week and a half (laughs) It's, it's so good so yeah i highly recommend you guys pick up that book an episode will be coming very very soon on just kind of like the biggest lessons you can get from that book and uh kind of my personal opinions on it as well our guest this week is super funny so i'm excited for you guys to join in on this conversation and yeah let's get right into it our guest this week is hilarious i mean she wrote for joan rivers for ease fashion police you guys She was a stand-up comedian, and now she has her own very successful podcast show, Adderall and Compliments, and you might have seen her on Vanderpump Rules and Jersey Shore. She is gorgeous, funny, and spiritual. Annabelle DiSisto, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. That was, oh god, I'm sorry, I'm like, am I screaming at you through your headphones? No, 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 you're totally fine. It just sounds really loud through Okay, I'm just screaming at myself. Okay. Sorry, this is, no. I'm off to a great start of being a guest. <laughs> You're like, I'm yelling at myself, so. Okay, I'm, it really does not help my mental illness stigma, and I'm like, do you hear the voices that are yelling at me? Um, okay. <laughs> How you feeling? Um, good. The last thing I want to hear is my baby stripper voice echoing at me. Is this better? Oh, that's perfect. Okay, cool. But now, only you guys are stuck with <laughs> Um, what I was going to say is that was like, the nicest intro ever. I need you to ice, not because I'm like telling you what to do. I'm just <laughs> technologically so stunted. I'm like a parent, like trying to like yeah. <laughs> sign, like sign off of AOL. I'm like so useless when it comes to technology. So I'm like, what you You're need to do? <laughs> exactly. Like, I will instant message you <laughs> to isolate that audio clip so I can play it every morning. Every morning as my affirmation. So think exactly when I wake up at the crack of you know eleven thirty in the morning. <laughs> I, I need something. Hear that exactly. I need something to motivate me. So thank you. <laughs> How was your weekend, Annabelle? It was great. I'm so so happy that I'm finally joining the rest of the world. I had like a really bad like depression of like two months. I'm finally like not just like able to leave my bed. Um, <laughs> and like brush my teeth and shower all in one day which trust me is a huge success like three weeks ago but now that I'm finally like back and feeling myself Mm -hmm. I got to go to I got to like supercharge it and go to I don't know if you watched Real Housewives of Miami it was taken from us too soon it it was (laughs) it was such a good show (laughs) like die too young exactly it's like I'm saying only the good die young it's like but I need it back are they bringing it back? No, but I want them to replace it with, like, they have this show of, like, this ex-couple, but they're now, like, flipping houses or something. Oh! And I, like, okay. they play it, like, every time. I love that show. I forgot what it was called, though. But, like, yeah. I, like, want to see rich people already in houses. <laughs> like, I don't want to see, like, aspiring rich people trying to build a house, you know? Like, yeah. so it's just, but anyway, this one thing of, like. Two completely different journeys. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, like, one of those journeys needs to end. Um... <laughs> But it's like a uh, real house of Miami. They're like kind of like the Lisa Vanderpump of yeah. that franchise. Was her name is Leah Black, mm-hmm. and she she has like a house on Star Island, which mm-hmm. is like it has its like own bridge, and like Madonna lives there, and all this like 
Oh my God. Yeah. She's like the queen of Miami. And she also has like a mansion here in the Hills. Mm -hmm. And so she's here. um, Her and her family are here during the summer. Mm -hmm. And I got to go to a party at her house on Saturday night. Oh my God. How was it? It was fantastic. One of the best things about going to parties, it like in LA, and I can say this as somebody who's, you know, been invited to like, you know, literally 10 of them in my eight years of living here. Um, normally no one is eating. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like this charcuterie plate is all to myself. So, all the food you can eat. It's like a buffet. Exactly. It's my own personal like buffet where she had to refill like the plate of cheese. Like, <laughs> Twice just for me, but it was yeah, it was like mostly all like all gay men, which is you know my target rich environment of people I'm attracted to. Yeah, Um, high vibe exactly environment for sure. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my god, this is amazing, and like her view and everything was incredible. So I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that I'm out. I'm having to wear a bra, which is you know a big thing. (laughs) So that, and then I'm so sorry. I like spent the length of what a weekend is explaining my weekend. I'm so sorry. No, this is your fine. podcast. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're totally fine. I mean, I'm happy that, you know, you overcame that depression period. I went through it too. I had an episode, I had a solo episode about it a few weeks ago. When I saw that, I really want to go back and like listen to it because I think that's so brave that yeah. you did that. I think it's so important to talk about because I think people don't understand it as well as everybody like should. I think whether you are not affected by it, there's so many people that are. Yeah. That it's so weird that it's still something like, people think like you're crazy if you go through something like that. Absolutely, you yes. You know what I mean? I mean, in my case I am, but not because of my mental illness <laughs> right, and depression. Not. That's completely <laughs> different. <laughs> um, but no, you're like absolutely right. And I think it's so brave of you. And I think you're helping like so many people Thank because you. so many people are so ashamed of it. And yeah. like, afraid to tell like their loved ones and their friends so like they're not only are they suffering already mm-hmm. then it like adds to the suffering and right. shame because like you feel like you can't tell anyone because it is so like stigmatized right. and they just picture like girl interrupted like you're in a white right like white coat like britney spears 2007 yeah. shaving your head off you're literally like in a psych ward exactly that's like yeah. that's what people like jump to yeah the thing about like mental illness which is so which is like one of the things that makes us like so debilitating and like hard, especially for like other people in your life or other people in work to understand. It's like everyone can see if you have a broken leg. Yeah. Like everyone can see you like in a wheelchair, like crutches, whatever. Everyone can sign your cast, you know, but it's like nobody can sign your like your mental cast. (laughs) And so, and also it's like the fact that nobody can see it. Yeah. Shows that it's like, I think not real to a lot of people just because it's something like not, like physical or tangible that they can see. Right. And so I think that makes it so hard. I'm always so happy when somebody comes out about there. Especially because like, I think people like really stigmatize like you're like so beautiful and you live in Hollywood and like you have a fucking amazing dog. (laughs) um, (laughs) Steal. Um, And it's just like, it's like no economic. Yeah. It's no like Like, race. It's no age. Like it doesn't discriminate. Exactly. But with you too, because you did speak out about it too, mm-hmm. and you are you're the you're successful, you're gorgeous, you are. I'm gonna need you to isolate that. <laughs> and you spoke out about it, and you've been very open about it. My question for you though, because this is something that I struggled with, is do you feel guilty sometimes when you wonder why you feel the way you do, and you're like, there's no reason for me to? And oh, the anxiety like, yeah. and shame of it, which is. The, when you have anxiety and depression, it's... Oh my God, it's so much worse. The, like, the worst shame spiral, because yeah. it's just a constant circle of you already have depression, and then you have shame for, like, I... I don't deserve to feel like... Like, why do I feel like this? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I have such a great life. Like, yes. there, there are people who have it so much worse than me. Oh my God. And that's what people want to say to you. Yes, that is exactly what they want to say And to it's you. like, one thing that is so frustrating is... Pain is like relative. Everyone's pain is their own. Just because somebody else is in pain doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be in pain. And also, there is somebody in this world who has it worse than everyone else in the world. There's one person who has it like the worst out of anyone. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that just that person Mm -hmm. is allowed to be suffering. And so it's like when you shame yourself about it and give yourself anxiety, it just makes it 
so, so much, much so much worse yeah. and you the last thing you need to be doing is fighting against yourself yeah. more yeah it was it was so bad because I was so confused I was like well, I don't know why I feel like this like my life is so great exactly yeah. like you're like okay like I'm gonna shop it away or I'm like in right. my case I'm gonna eat it away right um and then that makes me more depressed and then I eat it and then I have <laughs> yeah but it's like it's not that you are whiny. It's yeah. not that you're choosing to feel bad for yourself. Yeah. And that you're, just happens. There's a huge difference between being a Debbie Downer and being the, you know, the energy vampire yeah. of the group. Because, yeah. you know, there's always one, you know, like a Connie who's yeah. like, I don't like this restaurant. <laughs> or like, I've seen him and I hate it. There's always like that one person in the group who brings everyone down. <laughs> Connie. <laughs> but it's just like... There's a big difference between being a, like Debbie Downer and like like negative heavy energy yeah. than depression. It's like not something that you right choose right right. And I think it's so important that we let people know that we jumped the gun totally. I was gonna say tell the listeners a little bit about you, where you're from, all the basics. You're like emphasis on little. It just <laughs> like if you could tweet it like 140 characters or less. Exactly. I was gonna say you're too young to know. I can't, like, I don't know if you're, like, 25 or I'm 14. I'm turning 27. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have thought you were... I don't have makeup on, you guys, so she got very confused. No, I would have thought you were... You would definitely <laughs> do underage stuff. Not to get dark, but, like, R. Kelly would be like, oh, well, yeah, like, you're still... The one right Exactly. Here. You haven't aged out of what he goes for. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. My anti-aging routine is working you guys exactly like that's all i want that's how they should advertise skincare Hi. um okay i was gonna say I'm like you're probably too young to remember this but i was going to say i'm like okay i'm going to make it in a very short thing like before twitter i'm like i'm going to do like an aim away message oh my for God. you of just like a description <laughs> um i uh grew up in the most embarrassing state um in the country which is florida um <laughs> love florida <laughs> have you what parts orlando or miami orlando okay. I, well i've only ever been to orlando i've never been to exactly miami. that is not florida oh. it's in florida but it's not it but it's like a pleasantville bubble okay of like protecting you from the real, the florida. real florida yeah you're like wow. in a yeah you're in a safety safe zone yeah safety vest you're like in a <laughs> Like safety bunker. I was also I was also in the safety bunker inside the safety bunker. I was at Disney World, Disneyland, whatever, Universal. Oh, then you were. Yes, I was totally removed from the real world. I was like, okay, then you are completely <laughs> yes. I was completely removed. <laughs> it's like twenty five energetic like bodyguards yeah. and like everything around you. Okay, so you didn't trust me. The rest of it is horrific. It's only like it's either meth heads or. Um, like God's waiting room. It's either really? it's either like hillbillies who will be on the news for something insane. Like any embarrassing like news story. Yeah. I guarantee you comes from Florida. <laughs> like it is just like now a stereotype of like if you want to play that game of like an embarrassing where the guy like ate that guy's face off on bath salts. Oh my god. The woman who got arrested for she was shaving her legs and <laughs> doing cool. and doing meth at the same time. No while driving. And what? she Oh my god! Which is impressive. I, she's probably still a better driver than I am. I'm a horrible driver. But it's like it's talk about multitasking. A horrific place. Yeah, it's like listen, women like they always underestimate. <laughs> we have the busiest job in the world, so you know she's trying to We're, doing her best. She's doing everything, you guys. Exactly. She's trying to race home. Right. It's, see, it's like you were not negative at all. No. So like you were looking at the bright, positive side of that's your you. In age, it's hard for me. I'm like, ew, whatever. It's, what's the point of all of it? Um, so I'm from Florida, and I went to, um, like, my major, like, depression and anxiety thing was I didn't get into any of the colleges I wanted. So I had to go to community college, which I felt was, like, a, in my eyes, like a big failure. And then when I dropped out of community college, <laughs> um, I went to a study 13 months of Tallahassee Community College. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I really like took that so hard. So like I moved back home and I just started interning for the top like morning zoo show. Like growing up, there was always like that radio show yeah. like, in your town that everyone listened yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cool. In the morning. Exactly. Yeah, the cool kids listen to it. And they're doing like radio stunts yeah. and like that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And so like this was like the biggest station like there. And so I started interning for them and that just gave me like a purpose or something to do. And yeah. I would wake up at like 3 a.m. and like do like full on like makeup and then drive 45 minutes like to go work to for work. free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which like I loved it. I had so much fun and I ended up like moving across the country to work for another radio station. Uh-huh. When I say work for, intern for. So I moved across the country to work for free yeah. for an all male rock sports show. I don't know anything about those three topics, which are men or sports or rock music. Um, (laughs) So it was like a eye-opening experience for you. Yeah, it was like a like simple life version of like (laughs) interning in Seattle, and that's like what got me. I moved there not knowing anyone besides like the show I was working for, Mm -hmm. and then when I moved from there to here. They offered me a permanent position, but it's like I I was just like so tired of being the only orange person in Seattle. Like I, you guys need to go see some sun. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like I literally my like they charged me extra when I moved out because my tub was stained no. with like L'Oreal spray. <laughs> a um, cleanup fee. Exactly. It was like I think they probably had to replace the entire tub. But I moved down here not knowing anyone. I had like nobody in my phone. Like my parents weren't living out here. I mean, they helped me move out here, but, like, yeah, they... Yeah, they weren't going to stay with you. Yeah, after, like, the first big, like, Bed Bath & Beyond shopping trip. You know, your parents are like, all right, peace, I've done as much Bye. as I can do. You know, here's We're your... Broke now, thank you. Exactly. Here's your fitted sheet. Figure it out. Good luck. Um, uh, and so that was really, really scary. And so I just got into a comedy class. Not because I planned on doing comedy. I just saw it was an all-female class. Okay, I see to meet people and I was like that is that seems like a non-creepy way to meet girls yeah Yeah. because especially at that time I never drank like ever Mm -hmm. and so I was like when I'm like new here and I'm like I'm just like just turned 21 I was like I'm not gonna go to like a bar or like the club and just be like you look like a cool girl yeah you're so pretty we should hang out because they're gonna like think I'm like hitting on them and they're like I'm not it's not turning me off that she's a lesbian. It's turning me off that she's a desperate lesbian. Yeah. And that she's just like trying to glom on and has nothing going on. So I was like, okay, how the fuck am I going to meet girls? I don't have a job set up. I don't have anything. So I signed up for like that comedy stand-up class. And my plan was just drop out before the show. Because mm-hmm. like at the end of the seven weeks, you're supposed you're to like, supposed to it was like a student showcase. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go in. Yeah. I'll meet the girls. I'll get, you know, the and then just be like, sick like <laughs> like Karen Smith it and get out of it um and so that's how I ended up actually meeting everyone basically all of my friends that I had before this mm-hmm. like before podcasting that's how I met everyone is through that class. that's amazing and how I just started doing like comedy and stand-up not because I ever Wanted planned on it <laughs> I was just trying to make friends <laughs> I was like, so I got into like comedy. That's literally the same reason why every male comic gets into and there. I'm like, I just want to meet girls. Like I was just in it for the girls. The same, bro. Exactly. I'm like, I'm just here, you know, to for just crush it. Ones, twelves, I don't care. I'm like all the same to me. How is that being a female comic though? Because that seems like a very male focused space. Yes. It. Yeah. Um, on one hand, it was, like, really great because, like, I got so much male attention just because, like, that's what you're around. Yeah. So it's, like, I could literally have a peg leg and, like, a lazy eye and I'd still be, like, it would be, like, Giselle Bunchen like, at an open mic because I'm the only option it got. So I liked that part. <laughs> I liked um, being, like, a giant, like, orca-sized fish in, like, a pond. Like, that's what yeah. it was like. And so I was like, okay. With all the guppies. Exactly. So it was just like when I used to do stand-up, which I haven't done stand-up in like, in like five years, mm-hmm. but stand-up is how I got my writing job for mm-hmm. Joan Rivers Fashion on Police. Fashion Police. Yeah. At that time, I had only written Facebook statuses. Like those were, <laughs> and they were like, do you have a writing packet? And I was like, what stuff have I written? And then I was like, it's just like pictures of my food and like and some semi-clever. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean semi, semi-clever. <laughs> Did not get many likes, you know. <laughs> wasn't wasn't going viral. Um, but it's like that's how I ended up getting that job, and it's just 
just like taught me of like everything that you are scared of you know besides like dark alleys mm-hmm. and just white men in general those you should be scared of scared, but like <laughs> exactly like challenges and like social situations or whatever yeah. like that like scare you especially because it's so hard to make friends yeah like especially like the older you get it's just, like so uncomfortable but it's like all the things that I did in my life that have been like the best things I never imagined I would be able to plan yeah. on doing anything and it's all because of just a taking a chance on your it was like a yeah just like a domino effect of mm-hmm. so it's like okay like anytime I'm like really really scared of doing the class or doing something like that. I was like, okay, no, that's how I got here. Yeah, that's that's true. So I would have like never been able to make make the move from Florida to here. Yeah. I think like mentally. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. Right, right, right. I think that's so crazy because a lot of the people that I talk to that eventually found what they were supposed to do or meant to do, they found it on purpose, but it also felt like everything clicked for them and everything was just going right. the way it was supposed to go. And I, that's that's crazy. Maybe because I'm still, I think this is what it is because it feels like everything's clicking for me doing, you know, You're so good at it. And I was like, that's why you need to get out of the market. I cannot handle it. <laughs> um, no, you were so, like, you were so, Thank like, you. great at it. Thank you. Thank you. But before this, I was doing fitness and I was a personal trainer and I went to school for all things. That's so crazy. I never knew that. Yeah, I was a personal trainer. And I did private for a long time, too. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. Obviously, I love the people I work with, like my clients and stuff like that. But I can't see myself doing this for like the next two years, three years. Because if I'm always working for someone else, this is more so like my baby. Yeah, that like, you were completely it's a whole brand, you know in charge of. And into something that is more than itself and I didn't see that with personal training because I could like own a gym but that wasn't what I wanted anyway mm-hmm. so I quit you could like, Tamara Barney it like in, like yeah there's no way if you opened up a gym this week like literally in this conference room it would have just as many if not more clients than Tamara than Tamara Barney's does from Real Housewives of Orange County so also that is still an option <laughs> it's still on the, it's still on the book <laughs> So I had no no idea that you were a personal trainer. Yeah, like, that's so cool. And I came from a family that was Asian, so they were like, "You're gonna be a doctor, a politician, a financial consultant." You know, right. it, it was really high standards, and they wanted a nine to five, like benefits, a real like title, a job title. So like for me to be like, "Okay, I'm I actually quit personal training, and now I'm doing my own thing, and I'm not getting paid for it." <laughs> they were like. Oh my god. Fantastic. <laughs> really, like, we raised you so well. <laughs> That's the way. Have they listened to the podcast? Or they- um, I think my mom did. She listened to the depression episode and she was like, <gasps> she called from time. She was like, Are you depressed? Are you okay right now? Do I need to fly over there? <laughs> That's so sweet. What a good, like, but I can't imagine, like, the added pressure that oh you god. had growing up. Just yeah. off of that alone. And it was because all my cousins, like my first cousins and my brother, they all did like go on to do business, like entrepreneurship, financial, accounting, real life jobs. And I'm over here like... (laughs) Yeah, you normally don't see like a lot of homeless Asian people. (laughs) Like I've never, I've never seen on Facebook that a person had their Asian friends sleeping on their couch for seven months, you know, and like, if that's true, I'm not trying to shit talk about like... But like... real though, that's it's all the pressure that we grew up with we're just like we gotta fucking make it or we're yeah it's like when I think about like all the fuck ups of like my friends so basically all, like all my friends yeah <laughs> none of them are because like none of them are you oh, or Asian <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what we have the highest suicide rates really yeah in Japan or Korea or something like that they, it's, is it it's the because, it's because they've worked so fucking hard swear Oh my god, that's all. Oh my god, now I feel so bad about like. Oh my god, the Asian joke. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't feel bad. It's either we gotta make it or we just. Oh like, my god, that's. It. It's I had. So, it's so weird. It's the most twisted thing. I had no idea. Like, I know that here, like the highest suicide rate is like with dentists. Is it really what? Because they have like a a top ten list of like. Careers. careers that like are that have like the most suicide Wait, a yeah. i mean podcaster is not on there so <laughs> we're you can take that off we're okay um, we're good yeah but like dentist was like number one i didn't even know that which is like what that's, that's weird to me and you have like 
all that access to like laughing gas and like free toothbrushes like but once again I'm like I'm like it doesn't discriminate I'm like it doesn't matter if you're a dentist it doesn't matter if you're a dentist or unemployed (laughs) so I have no way that's so interesting it's horrible but interesting yeah it is it's so weird and I think if you go and like really immerse yourself in their culture I used to go to Tokyo um, on family vacations because we lived in Thailand and it was like a hop, skip, and a jump away. It was the first time I'd ever seen, I was young, it was the first time I ever saw like somebody throwing up because they were drunk, still in their work clothes. It was like 11 p.m. Are you see? Oh. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And my dad was like, oh, like people here, they get like super hammered because they're so stressed from working so hard. Yeah. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. They should be on a. They should be on a reality show. They should. There should be more. There should be more Bravo reality shows over there. Yeah, Real Housewives of Tokyo. Exactly. Like <laughs> I'd watch it. Like I. My mom needs to be on Real Housewives of Bangkok. Are you serious? She needs to be. She oh, I was gonna say I'm like. No, no, no. I know, how can I torrent this? <laughs> how can I buy whatever <laughs> whatever she episodes are? She needs to be. They need to create one, an international branch of Real Housewives. That'd be fun. I mean, like, you can be the producer, so you you can be a podcaster and also be a producer, so you technically have, like, the business of, like, here, here's a corporate, you know. Can I just start that? I wonder if I could. Girl, you started this podcast. (laughs) It's not not not? made yet. Why not? Like, think about all the fucking people. The person who created those Sharknado movies. Oh, my God. They're on, like, their 11th one. Do you think, like, he was like, oh, like, okay, so I have this idea of, like, you know, sharks and, yeah. like, a tornado. <sighs> but I don't know. Has it, I don't know. <laughs> like, has that been done before? How do I bring that up? That person went into a meeting with big executives, yeah. said it, and they're like, they it. boom, million dollars, let's throw it, let's get yeah. everyone in there. They're on, like, they're on their 10th one. You if Sharknado, exactly. If Sharknado can happen, I think Real Housewives of Bangkok are is <laughs> a and safe the name bet. Itself, and the name in itself is fantastic already. The exactly. I'm already like I'm already intrigued. Like, <laughs> did you know um, Tara Reid is on one of the Sharknado movies? No. I found this out yesterday. I randomly was. I was scrolling through on-demand movies, saw American Pie, and I was like, what the fuck happened to Tara Reid? And so I oh. literally Googled what happened to Tara Reid. <laughs> was and it like the first when you typed in, like, what happened to, and Google just automatically fails? Tara Reid. Everybody wants to know. <laughs> it's, it, she is 40-something and in one of the Sharknado movies. Remember when she was, like, the hottest she was actress, like, in that. Hollywood? Or, like, Van Wilder? Like, mm-hmm. I thought she, she was, like, the hot girl. And now I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, is she the hot girl in the Sharknado movies? Listen, once again, go where you're celebrated. (laughs) Like, that's why I had to stay in comedy so long. (laughs) Go where you're hot and appreciated. That's the thing. But she, um, she's old. I didn't even watch it. But she, I think she did make it on the poster, though. Like, the... Okay, she's getting yeah, she's, so she's getting she's print there. work. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, she's, she's one of the headline names. On the movies? I mean, she's in more, you know, sci-fi movies than I am. <laughs> she's in 100% more movies we than I am. can't even hate. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm actually in like, you know, a lot of movies. It's just, like, my shoulder or, like, my hand or something. Because <laughs> I had to do, like, I did extra work. Like, yeah. that was, like, my job. Like, basically my whole time here. Did you go to Central Casting? Mm-hmm. I did, too. I did, too. I was in a Grand Hotel. <gasps> really? Did yeah. you like it? Um, it was a long day, girl. It, it's insane how how long shooting days are. Yeah. Where, like, I had no idea. Like, sometimes it would be, like, 15-hour days, mm-hmm. and you would have no idea. It wasn't, like, a 9-to-5. Like, you would have no idea when you were allowed to go home. No. Like, with the extras, they treat you like literal shit. There's, like, okay, here's, like, a 12-pack of, like, water for, you know, 100 of you and a bag of Twizzlers, so you guys <laughs> fight it out. Like, <laughs> so they treat you horribly. Exactly, like it's horrific. But it was like I liked being able to like see like some of my favorite shows of like yeah. how they're done. I'm just like so fascinated by celebrities and I rich know. people. Like I would watch a movie of them just like a compilation of people of them like eating at different restaurants. Them like stars, they're just like a section. Exactly. <laughs> them crossing the street. Like that to me is so much more fascinating than like half the movies that are out. I just like 
liked watching them. So yeah. I just sit there like with my mouth open, just like, that's how Leah Michelle texts. Like, I had no idea. Now I know what her phone case color is. Oh my God. You said you got your job writing for Joan Rivers from your stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What was that gig like? It's got to be like a gig of a lifetime. It was so incredible. And I so wish I had like enjoyed it more mm-hmm. because when it when it happened, um, I got the job. Uh, I was in a stand-up comedy festival in Atlanta, and somebody from E who like worked on Chelsea lately like uh-huh. saw me, and he was like, "Okay," like he didn't say like you don't really fit in here. None of your comedy works. If, like in a nice way, he's like, "You should be like in more of like a, a market that you like, do." Yeah, because um, it's like. N- like, if you try talk, like, talking about fucking Real Housewives at, like, a comedy club, it's, like, crickets, like, yeah. are loud compared yeah, to, like, that. Not, it's nothing. Not with it. So it's, like, he's, like, why don't you, like, go in and, you know, audition or interview, like, for E? And I was, like, oh, my God. Because I've spent most of my life watching E and Bravo. And so, like, when I went into the meeting, I, like, this is how great I am at business. I was, like, watching. I was, like, listen, have I earned a job here or am I talented enough to get a job here? Probably not. Do I deserve a job here? Yes, absolutely. I was like, because I had to drop out of Tallahassee Community College. I was like, I could have cured cancer. Who knows what I could have accomplished if this this channel hadn't been invented. So the least you could do is hire me for anything. Just like, I didn't even know what I was like going in there for. Um, I just want to be here. Exactly. I'm like... I was like, I don't, care. I don't care if it's craft service. I don't care if it's like janitor material. Like, I don't care what it is. I'm gonna give you fucking streaky windows, but whatever, whatever it is, like, you need to give me a job. And they're like, why don't you try like writing for Fashion Please? Which like, I love Fashion Please. Like, I go watch it every week. And I was like, no, but seriously, like, what job could I really have here? Because like, I thought, like, that was a joke. Yeah. And they're like, no, you, yeah, why don't you just try writing for that? And I was like, oh, but I don't have like. I don't have like a writing packet. I don't have yeah. any submissions. Like, cause I was like, I had only written like Facebook statuses. Yeah. I was like, I don't have any Literally, writing. You're not joking about ex- that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have any writing experience besides talking about my own day. Uh, <laughs> no one wants to hear about, which is also another great plug for my podcast. I'm mean, like, Hey, want to hear about nothing uh, at, a very, an hour as, at a very annoying tone. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't, I can't, I can't do that. And they were like, okay, well, why don't you just try it? And either way, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you for like this week, so this mm-hmm. will be like your audition. Yeah. And listen, it's very common like that you probably just expect that you probably won't get any jokes on the show, but that's like okay, mm-hmm. you know, that's like uh, really common. And if you have enough promise for jokes that could be on the show, like you'll get another yeah. week. And so I was like, okay. And I really lucked out that my week was the Met Ball. Oh, good. You had a lot of material. To exactly. Work and the Olsen twins just came. And I was like, oh, this is a, it was like the best way to possibly set me up. And so I was like so excited. And the week of my first episode, because um, you only have like a few days to do it. Because mm-hmm. it was like weekly. And how they would do it was there wasn't like a writer's room. You got to work from your house. So like yeah. I didn't have to put on pants, which okay. is one of my favorite I love that. Things. I love working from home. Exactly. I was like, oh my God, nobody can see me, which <laughs> is a good and bad thing. So I'm like, okay, it's not a writer's room. What they do is they, they would email you like 25 pictures mm-hmm. of celebrities' outfits or like celebrities' purses. You had to write 15 jokes for each picture. Yeah. In Joan Rivers' right. voice. Right. And so you would submit it in and then sometimes like, the night before, they're like, hey, we're canceling like half those pictures. We need 30 jokes on Rihanna's purse. That was so cool that I, oh, I'm getting paid to do what I, what I do for free, which is mm-hmm. judge people, especially celebrities. <laughs> um, I was like, you this do is... You anyway, now you're getting paid for it. Exactly. I was like, this is awesome. So it was like the best week of my life. And also my boyfriend broke up with me the 2 a.m. And that night was my first episode airing. Oh my god! And I was just like, I will never forgive him for like, because my first night, mm-hmm. I just spent it like sobbing, eating Taco Bell, and he was also a comedian and writer. Yeah. And he like looked and he was like, half these jokes are bad. You like can't submit them. And I was like, well, I've already, like I'm I running out of time. Yeah. I I can't think of any more purse stuff. Like I I have to like <laughs> send this in. And so I was like, I'll probably not be hired, but at least I can say I got to submit for like one episode. And he's like, these jokes are terrible. Like legitimately said that, like wasn't trying to, inf- he's like, these are not funny. I was like, okay, well, I How have to submit them. Rude. 
And then it was like, that's what I was going in for because uh, he's such a great motivational speaker. And so I was like sobbing at you to talk about and the first joke she opened with was one of my jokes that he said was horrible. Oh my God. And the first episode I got 11 jokes on, which was like un- that's amazing. unheard of. Yeah. Um, and so... I just, my, my first episode was just me sobbing eating Taco Bell. And then when they opened up with like my You're joke, like, <gasps> I just, I remember I was looking at my friend who came over to watch it. And I was like, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like, cheesy Fiesta potatoes like on the corner of my mouth. <laughs> Wait, but, how does that work? Do they pay you per joke or? They would pay you like a base rate. So you would get like a check every week. Oh, okay. Um, whether you got jokes on or not. Yeah. Which was like, like, okay, well either way. I'm, yeah. You know. And making tens of dollars with this. Dream. Tens of dollars. How does that turn into a podcast for you eventually? That turned into um, once like Joan passed, which like RIP. I only got to meet her like two times, but mm-hmm. she was the kindest. I mean, she was kind for just like a regular person. I'm not that like I'm no one, and I'm not nice at all. But it's like when you see like an icon, and they're so nice. I'm like, you don't even have to be. Yeah. Like you're just so yeah. You're, you're a legend. Yeah, and was just like like everyone's grandmother. Like mm-hmm. she was incredible. So like when she passed, I like went to like a really deep depression of like I had already been broken up with. So it was like perfect that I got to work from home, which mm-hmm. was like kind of the only thing that was like keeping me going. Yeah, and so when you didn't have that anymore, exactly. So you didn't have that, and I was still like broken up with, and I now had twenty more pounds on me, <laughs> which did not help. And so <laughs> I was truly did not get out of my bed for like a month. Yeah. So that led to like a really bad depression, which ended up with me, one of my friends, one of my girlfriends, Rachel O'Brien, who she has a podcast called Be Here For A While. She uh, is friends with all the Vanderpump group. So when she was like a good friend of, you know, coming over and like checking on me and stuff, it's when I was like finally able to join the rest of the world. <laughs> she introduced me to like Stassi and Stassi was the first uh, podcast I was ever on. Yeah. Where she was like kind enough to have me on there. Yeah. And so that was like my first time ever getting to be on a podcast or anywhere around it. And then a year later, like, cause like literally like one person wrote in, like, you should have your own podcast. So I bought the equipment um, and it sat there for five months because I was too afraid and too nervous to like start. Yeah. And like my mom, Nancy, literally was like, taking out of the box she's like I don't care if you only do this one episode she's like but you are publishing one episode or we will be taking away umpteenth thing and so I was like okay I'll I'll just do one and no one's gonna listen anyway so it doesn't matter and like that's I think probably how I introed my podcast it was like no one's listening to this so it doesn't matter I'm only doing this because my mom is making me and that's how it started of just that's how it started did like manic depression of not being able to really do anything else Mm -hmm. and I still wanted to see people so I was like how do I like see people but they have to come to me and they have to talk to me (laughs) but I can't go out and meet girls at any more comedy clubs I was like how do I do it I'll trick them with a podcast so my whole thing I'm a pro I should be on date I'm like my whole thing is tricking women into coming into my apartment (laughs) which now as I'm staying alone I was like oh that's really not good but yeah my predatory ways and my manic depression is how I got my podcast (laughs) it's a real success story do you have a clear idea of what you wanted it to be when you started it oh no I had no idea what I wanted to be I still kind of don't (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had no idea that anyone would even listen to it um and so then it just became like me talking to my friends and so I just like wanted it to be like just me hanging out with my girlfriends like we were at brunch like just if you were sitting next to us and we were like super obnoxious which we are and you could just hear our whole conversation and that's what like they were it makes you mildly uncomfortable just a little bit exactly like it was just kind of like a voyeur level of like you know like those shower cams or whatever but like not in a sexy way it's just like <laughs> like us talking about embarrassing like middle school stories and like the first time we got our period like something like that like embarrassing shit and so that's kind of like what the episodes were it really didn't take off until I did my mental health episode, mm-hmm. which I almost didn't do. Yeah. It's so, hard to talk about it. I, I cried a few times recording mine. Oh, yeah. I still cry before, after, yeah. sometimes during, um, even when it's not about mental health. Yeah. It's, 
like I said, I'm like, it's so brave of you and I'm so proud of you because you're helping your listeners of like not feeling so alone because yeah. that's one of the things the illness does. It's like you, you feel really, isolated. you feel so cripplingly lonely. Yeah. And so like, that's what made it take off. And it was like the episode I almost didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I went back and forth about releasing it. And so it's like yeah. all the stuff that's been the worst yeah. has been the thing that been my, what got me my jobs. Yeah. You mentioned Nancy, and you call your parents RJ and Nancy, your investors. Yes. <laughs> Tell us where that nickname came from, because honestly, I can relate. Exactly. <laughs> I can relate. So. It's like I'm all about being open and honest, and also it's like everyone has parents, but mm-hmm. I'm very lucky to have investors, mm-hmm. because I didn't ask to be here. Yeah. I didn't choose to be here. Yeah. Listen, you brought me here. Yeah. It's like when you adopt a like, shelter dog, they didn't ask to come live with yeah. you, but you're making the best of it. And, you know, unless you're Dorit, you're probably keeping this fucking rescue yeah. shelter dog. And so it's like, you're obligated to take care of it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm your responsibility. It was like, also, between your fucking genetics, I was not going into this, you know, life with a full deck mentally of, like, <laughs> bipolar manic on my mom's side and then manic depression on my dad's side. So it's like, you already made this monster. I... Um, their only child and we don't really they don't talk to like any of our family so it's like just the three of us in a very codependent unhealthy relationship (laughs) Um, but a very short Christmas list like the shopping (laughs) shopping list is so easy but it's like they are the most incredible people and once again I'm not just saying that because they are my bosses they're Um, so funny but like I can he's like the best I literally could not ask for I could not manifest. I could not like dream up avatar sci-fi yeah. level make a better father. He, they're so incredible. And Nancy, I could not have any other people besides them as my parents. Yeah. I mean, I guess ideally I would have like loved to have like the Hiltons or like rich people. I yeah. actually those would have been better. Like if I could go back in time, like maybe. Yeah, like, if you could have chosen the uterus you came out of, exactly, it would have been a Hilton or. Maybe a Chris Jenner. Yeah, like a Van. Yes, a Vanderbilt, like a Chris yeah. Jenner. I would like. I don't care. I was gonna say, I'm like, I don't care if I'm the Rob Kardashian of my family. Yeah. Only one of us needs to be successful. <laughs> I'm the one who's getting the money anyway. Since like when they go, everybody has to take care of me anyway. Exactly. You're all billions of dollars. But yeah, I call them my investors because they have put so much money and time and I would say more than financial, emotional investment. Yeah. Which is harder sometimes, I think, yeah. especially with me. I think it, most people would rather just donate $100 than to be in a room with me for an hour. So it's like money is time. <laughs> so like they really put a lot into it. It's been a lot, but it'll pay off in the end. Exactly. Like you and your foster cat. Exactly. Yeah. Like it'll, it's, going to, it's going to pay off. And like my dad loves it because he, he asked for his own podcast equipment for Christmas. Oh my Every time I, at least once a week, he asks me like, so when are we doing the next podcast? Yes, He's like, you're probably, it's like, you're probably really going down in ratings. It's because I haven't been on yeah. in a while. <laughs> He's like, you know, your ratings are probably, like, you know, yeah, nothing about it. So much. Exactly. It's just because he's like, I haven't been on there. So obviously, you know, the sponsors are probably going away because I haven't, they have to have the RJ. And I just love that he refers to himself literally As in the third person. That's so cute. I love that. I love that kind of confidence in a man. Yeah, he's like the, you know, like, la la, like he's RJ. Like he refers to himself. (laughs) Another thing I love about you is how spiritual you are. So like me, you believe in like the cosmos and crystals and energy and all this stuff. So how did you get into all that? My mom was always into psychics. I grew up totally believing in psychics and like animal psychics. But I, in Florida, like the crystal thing hadn't really, crystal meth was very much going on, but like healing crystals, the first person I ever saw with healing crystals was Spencer Pratt on the hills, Mm -hmm. like on the first version of the hills. And that's when everyone like hated Spidey and he, everyone thought he was insane because he's like, I'm just going to put it in my crystals. And like every scene would just be like him screaming and then like putting crystals on his face. And I was just like, oh my God. I'm like, this guy is fucking insane. And like, they spent like $20,000 on crystal. I was like, he's insane that he's like buying like rocks. Like yeah. he's like, he has like such an expensive rock collection. Like yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. Then when I moved out here, crystals are like so big. And Nancy, she's a, like she's an Aquarius. And mm-hmm. um, her birthday is February 13th. So she wanted to go get an amethyst at like the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. 
there was like a crystal table set up and she's like, okay, well I'm going to get an amethyst. And there was like a rose quartz pyramid. And she's like, you don't have anything pyramid shaped in your apartment. So you should get this. What? Which I was like, when did you listen to a feng shui person on NPR? And she's like, we're getting this rose quartz. And I was like, okay. Um, all right. Your money. Okay. Whatever you want to do. I got that. And then four days later, I met my boyfriend who was the first person I ended up dating in LA. Granted, he also was the same monster who broke up with me during, but still like the first, I was like, oh wow. And I got that like four days ago. And then the next week I went and caught Aventrain, like this green one and it's supposed to be for success. And then that weekend is when I got Fashion Police. And so I was like, so then I was like, oh my gosh, crystals aren't fire. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that these were like foolproof? It's like everything. Right away. It's just like satisfaction guaranteed. Oh my God. Like, you know, it's like when you have to buy skincare, it's like you have to, like your skin has to get used to it for a few weeks and you're like, yeah. I don't know if it's going to respond. And yeah. you to, like you have to wait it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these are just automatic gratification. Oh, it. <laughs> it's, it's just days later. It's like it's Amazon and like spiritual stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a ride or die crystal that you love and have to have? I love rose quartz. I probably have no exaggeration, 50 pounds of rose quartz under my bed. Under your bed? Of just slaps. I sleep with a lot of crystals in my bed, like, and like my headboard or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like the giant slabs and like oh, the wow. spheres or whatever. Yeah. But I love rose quartz and right now I'm really vibing with like garnet. Garnet has been my crystal that I feel like when I wear it, that's like when I'm like the most confident and it's supposed to be like really good, especially for Aries, which I am. Oh. But garnet is supposed to be really good for sex, which I'm not using it for that part, (laughs) um, but I'm using it all for like the confidence and boldness part. So like, I feel like it has extra energy because I can put it over here (laughs) and like the confidence part. (laughs) I'm wearing it. It's under, oh, this, oh. I was going to say, you can hold it. It was like, literally there's my, you can see my self tanner on it. It's damp of like under boob sweat. So obviously you want to hold it. Um. You can see my self tanner in the garnet. Exactly. I know it's mine. That's how. If you have any crystals here and they roll together, we'll be able to tell which one is which. You said rose quartz for manifesting your love life. And I've been trying to manifest, honestly, my husband for the longest time because I'm so sick of dating in L.A. Maybe what do you do? Do you do, like, tell me, have you been doing, like, apps? Like, how do you... No. Okay. So, I'll tell you off, Mike, because I, if, if I say it on record for the public to hear, they're going to take it the wrong way. But LA has not been good for my love life. I date, like, a very specific type. I'll tell you off air. Okay. Um, but it's just been... Like, but there are, like, I don't want to even, like, mean I'm, like, blow up your spot, but they're, like, a person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a person. All right. They're males. <laughs> okay. You know, like those like news stories of like women get on like the news for like marrying the picnic benches or yeah. like prisoners or whatever. Yeah. Like this one that married a chandelier recently, and it's just like listen, she she's more married than I am. <laughs> exactly, she's probably from Florida, and she's in a more committed relationship. <laughs> Good for them. Exactly, Good for the newlyweds. But yeah, it's just been a hot mess. It's either secretly has a girlfriend already married, <laughs> and I didn't know about it, <laughs> or just has a very very deep committal issues. Mm-hmm. You know, revolving around childhood and work environment. Yes. And also I've trying been, to find a man in LA who works. Yeah. <laughs> that's and a few and far between. Exactly. That's, you know, a search in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And one that is relatively closer to us in age where it makes sense. Oh, see me, I'm the opposite. I'm not in it for like the long haul, <laughs> like the first one. You're here for a good time, not for a long time. Exactly. I'm here for oil like old ill and loaded like 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 if any nurses are listening to this and you have you're in a beverly hills hospice exactly you have a an old kind gentleman with poor eyesight please message her so she can message me yes reach out to me and i will let annabelle know exactly also i'll put him out of out of his misery and then like okay I'm going to talk to you for two hours. I'm going to play my podcast. And he'll just like grab the, <laughs> pull the plug <laughs> on himself. He's like a morphine button. Exactly. He's out. And I'm like, I just need you to sign the will. And that's all I need. And this is it right here. And you can go easy. Yeah. I'm going to be like signing and John Smith. Beep, 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 beep. Oh like, I don't, my God. you just need that last. Last little part. 
Last <laughs> letter of the signature. <laughs> so give us the lowdown on your beauty routine. Give I am us. wearing um, five inches of foundation right now. <laughs> it's like an investment. You know, when you're like wearing like $35 of makeup on your face. Yeah, you want the world to see it. And guys are like, you know, I think we people should like, these should be equal, you know, like feminism's 2019, like we should pay <laughs> equally for a date. I'm like, listen, my foundation uh, like alone costs more than your fucking rent. No. So like I need you. No, really. Literally the least you could do, Kyle, is like cover our apps at Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings, you know, like just, I'm not here for your. And those are like three for $20, Kyle. Get it? The fuck exactly. I'm just like, really? You're the one who spent a lot of money on this? And all you had to do was fucking brush your teeth, and I doubt you even did that, and your t-shirt's wrinkly. So yeah, you can pay for the fucking first date. <laughs> it's so expensive to be a girl. That's why it's, it's insane that in 2019, we're not getting paid like equally, but I don't think we should be paid equally. I think as women, we should be paid more, because it's so much more expensive to be a woman. Yeah, it is, for sure. And the fact that like tampons like have a tax on them because they're considered a luxury item. Because I'm like, yes. yes, me like bleeding and ruining like every pair of my underwear that I think is cute. I'm like, it is so luxury. And I'm like, yeah, now I have to get a whole thing. I was like, this is really a luxury. But I have a lot of it takes like a lot of products to make me appear what I look like right now <laughs> because I either <laughs> look like a garbage monster, oh my God. Um, who's been living in the woods, <laughs> or I look like a drag queen or I want or I get as close to looking like a drag queen as I can <laughs> sometimes I don't nail it but like that's, that's the, the goal that's the look of just <laughs> I love super done up like I don't like the natural look like listen I'm not if like I want to do the natural look I would walk around like naturally <laughs> and when I walk around naturally like pretty much every most of the days uh, it's not really working for me oh. <laughs> like <laughs> Not much success. Yeah, so I'm like, I've done both. Trust me, I've done both. Um, one of my go-to, which I'm wearing right now, and I can show you kind of my cultural appropriation when you're like are half tan and then like when half of you is one color and the other half is um, the other. I'm obsessed with the Sally Henson airbrush legs. That's been like a Do you cool use product them? for a long time. It's like they have it in the spray form. They have it like in the aerosol form and then they have it in the lotion. I've never used the aerosol because I'm like too. Yeah I like can never be like one of those cool kids who like graffiti something like I'm just so messy anyway. And like with the lotion you're like in charge of it. It's foundation for your body. That's crazy. And so it's like you just put it on and it like you just let it dry and it's like not like regular self tanner. It like literally dries in like a minute and a half. Yeah you have to scrub it off in the shower. So it's like when you sit somewhere, it's like you're not leaving like imprints like on the furniture. It yeah. doesn't go off like on your legs or anything. Like you can swim in it. I never do just because I haven't swam in like yeah. 14 years. But if I ever feel the need to, I can swim in it and feel confident about it. <laughs> um, and then also uh, Morphe. Like I'm obsessed with like, this Morphe like lip color that like my makeup artist uses. I love their eyeshadow palettes, by the way. Their shit is so good. I haven't like used one of their like eyeshadow. Oh, that's pretty. I want to because then I could feel like every like Instagram like beauty <laughs> beauty guru. Exactly. <laughs> that um, is so pretty. I know. Like I would have never found it or bought it mm-hmm. just because I'm so once again like so lazy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think I bought this for graduation. Okay, I'll just get off the crust of it. I can get like a little swab off of it. This is Morphe, and the color is Chill. It's, um, so, it's a really pretty nude color. And it's am- it. amazing. And it stays on like for so long. So like that's Morphe and Chill. And it's like only $8. Yeah. Which I love a Morphe product. I also love. So between that and Sally Henson, which is my fucking saving grace <laughs> of that. And then Dry Bar products. Ooh, do you get blowout all the time? I guess I should say when I go to Dry Bar and they use their products <laughs> on me. <laughs> I mean, I have their products like at home, and it's like it makes your hair like smell amazing. Yeah, their products smell so good. I just like I can never. I still have never been able to give myself a blowout. Yeah, me either. And it takes like two hours, and I literally could have gone to Dry Bar and And driven back and have perfect hair. Exactly. Yeah. And I would still be still doing my hair, and it would look (laughs) so shitty at the end. It's probably not even dry. Like, I never can get it to dry properly. I don't know what it is. I, and, like, I cut my hair, like, recently because like, all my hair used to be down to, like, my hip. Like, it looks like I was, like, wearing, like, a share wig. <laughs> like, all of it was touching my hip bone. Yeah. Or where, when I get thin enough where my hip bone will show. 
but where my headphones I believe are if I dig really deep that's where like all my hair was hitting so it was like I could like sleep with my hair wet and the next day like it would still be damp like yeah. at like four o'clock in the afternoon yeah, it would same. still be same. and I get so tired of like blow drying it because my arms get tired of blow drying it and you get hot yeah I'm just like you know what I'm over it now like I'm just gonna air dry it so one part will be blow dry one, one part will be air dry listen <laughs> just do like casket ready yeah. which is like what I like to call when just like the front looks good you just need the front but yeah the back whatever exactly just casket ready what people would see if you're laying down or you know you're showing teeth if oh, you yeah, like are worried about whitening your teeth just do the show you can tell I'm from Florida. I'm like, just worry about your showing teeth. That's all you need. What is the one piece of advice you would give to your 21-year-old self? To enjoy it and live in the moment and not be so cripplingly... Crip- I don't... Cripplingly... Just, Why can't I say that? Anxiety. I was going to say, I'm like, I would go back to my 21-year-old self and learn how to say that word. <laughs> um, but also... Um, I spent the youngest what I thought were like my hottest, like thinnest years, thinking that I was fat and old. And what? And it's like when you look back at pictures, like the first time you thought you were fat, and I was like, oh, you look back and I'm like, I was so skinny. But like at the time you're like, oh, I feel like so bloated and yeah, gross. Yeah. I just spent so many nights, like majority of my nights, I wouldn't go out because I didn't like how I like looked in an outfit or I thought people There's would be no like way. looking at like my pimples and like everything. So it's like, I just let my like, crazy like body like image like yeah um completely like dominate my life and just like such like social anxiety over like what people were thinking of me yeah and when yeah. I go back to like my 21 year old self and be like boo boo no one is thinking of you literally no one is thinking of you <laughs> your parents <laughs> but like they're not here so you don't have to <laughs> they're living their life they're kind of glad they're getting a break from you yeah. but it's like of just there were so many nights that it's like I missed out on just being so in my head of like, I love like this Bobby Brown quote, like not the Bobby Brown, like from Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown, um, but the Bobby yeah, Brown, honestly. like makeup. <laughs> um, she said like, if I could get every minute back that I spent hating myself growing up, I'd have years of my life back. Yeah. And it was just like. That's so true. I would have years yeah. if I had all that time of like hating myself and being so self-conscious and not enjoying the moment with my friends or like going out to this event or anything. I was just so stuck in my head. You are always going to like pick apart the worst parts of yourself and you never get to see what everyone else sees about you. Yeah. So that and start doing foot fetish websites. (laughs) Start selling your underwear on eBay. (laughs) Exactly. Start doing that. Like... No, but we don't appreciate what we have. And then years later, we look back and we're like, damn, like, I wish I still, you know what I mean, had that yeah. metabolism or still had that ability to not be hungover the next day. I wish I still you had that what? baby couture. Like, trust me, that's another thing I miss. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, just, like, looking back and knowing that today is, like, the youngest you will ever be again. Yeah. Of, like, today's it. Yeah. So. I need to enjoy this because every year when I was like, oh, like, oh my God, I don't want to turn like 25 and yeah. be so old. And it's like when I'm turning 30 and like one of my, my friends is like, I'm turning 24 and I was like, shut the fuck up. I will hit you. And I'm like, you don't have to worry about aging because you will be dead. Like I will, you will cease to exist because I'm going to kill you if you say turning 25 is old or whatever age, which is also what I'm doing to people who are like 35 listening yeah. to this or like 40 of like, that's not old. Yeah. Age is just a number and there are parts of my body that are only eight years old, you know, like, so. If you get them done. Exactly. They're, they're reborn. Yeah, they're reborn. They're one again. You can always have babies with you. You yeah. always have the best stage of like, but yeah, just enjoying yourself and not being so horrible Yeah. about like being your own like internet troll yeah. Yeah. in the mirror. That's true. Before we wrap the show. We do a weekly segment called Weekly Weakness, and it's your obsession of the week. It could be a product or a TV show, song, book, anything. I was like really sleeping on it and really hated the show, but I like binged below deck. Oh my god, that cruise ship reality TV show. Yes, and I was like so against it. I call it below me. I hated (laughs) when it was on. Just put on, you know, like five more hours of proactive commercials, Andy Cohen. Like, I don't, this is so useless, useless airtime. And then it's like, I binged it and I was like, oh my God, 
god this is such a good show because it's like there's actually like stakes in it it's like not set up i like that it's like actually real and i love seeing the guests who chartered this yacht and seeing the upstairs downstairs of like yeah. downtown abbey of yeah. oh these are what the rich people do yeah. and yeah. then these are what the people who are sane who has to, who have to serve them and clean up their laundry is what they're doing about them and they all hook up with each other it's like vanderpump rules level of incest all the crew is like hooking up with each other it's such close quarters like yeah. at least at vanderpump rules they have a city that exactly they have, like eventually dispersed that's what makes it so much worse because like when they're like having a fight he like storms off but he can only storm off like two like, feet yeah and then right like there. just like goes and stands in the corner <laughs> like because that's like all the only place you can go because you're on a fucking boat like that's oh another thing God. about so great with reality shows like they can't leave the party they can't they're literally on a boat yeah although one of the main girls did jump off the boat she oh. took all her clothes off and took the mic back off and jumped off the boat <laughs> then i was like holy shit i've been sleeping on the show so guys i really it's so good it's so worth it it's okay I promise you, and then I'm going to redo my um, Hulu subscription because I saw like one episode of it at like Dry Bar. Mindy Kaling, who's like my obsession, she like just came out with four weddings and a funeral. It's like a limited series. And the one episode they played at Dry Bar, I very much enjoyed, and it was on Hulu. (laughs) And you're about to just renew your subscription for Mindy. Yeah, I'm about to (laughs) spend that $8. (laughs) $8 a month. (laughs) Gonna have to sit through 10 minutes of commercials, but I don't care. But yeah, do below deck. And yeah. Seriously, thank you so much for doing this podcast. And I I am so, so proud of you. And just know that you're helping you are helping so many people and you're entertaining people and you're you are a relief for like their day thank you so much that means so much because i feel like a lot of like me included like i'm such a newbie like i look up to you and like other like veteran podcasters that are female and are like funny and you are so good you're such a better interviewer than me or you are how many episodes have you done i don't even know um this is I, I record like <clears throat> several in a day for like Mondays and Tuesdays. Oh, that's so, so smart, like bunching them. Yeah, so I don't have to like rush to get, get guests on all the time because I that's made what, that mistake a month ago. Oh, yeah, that's what Dear Media tells me like literally every week of like, you should think about bunching. I'm like, uh huh, and I turn in my podcast, like, I'm like, ask, I'm still talking, like, while yeah. I'm downloading. <laughs> Um, okay so you bunch them in in a day yeah so episode 12 is going up this friday yeah oh like 12 of like 2019 or 12 like 12 in general are you fucking kidding me oh my god you're so fucking good oh my god thank you so much oh my god yeah that's oh my god i'm so like that's amazing i mean i thought you were like a great podcaster like i've been doing this i like it just had its third birthday like, and Yay. I, you're yeah. way better you're interviewer. The you're the OG podcaster. Like, oh I my God. Like, yeah. I, I love you. I love you on the all the time too. Like when I'm like not doing anything, I listen to you. Oh my God. <laughs> that means like, oh my yeah. God. Like, especially cause yeah, I like went through a thing like last month where I seriously, it was like, I had no idea. I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this or what I'm doing. Like yeah. almost like almost viral, but it's like, I'm so, so proud of you. And like, you're Thank so you. fucking like just naturally like talented and good oh my god thank you so much oh my god and just make sure that you put out like i deleted some i didn't publish so many podcasts because i was like embarrassed by them what? i for some reason i thought those were the ones that really went off the rails i'm like oh this one's not focused at all this one's really bad but it's like just put them out because you'll never be a good judge of your own work of your own like yeah. never and it will like never be like perfect enough for you and you have no idea what other people like find yeah entertaining like stuff that's boring to you because like you've like you're like oh well it's just my life I've like lived it like but like the friends in your head like haven't yeah and it's like they want to be hanging out with you yeah and so just put yeah just that's what Jackie Schimmel told me like right when I started podcasting yeah and I like really looked up to her yeah and she's like the only she's like the only advice I can give you she's like put out every podcast you record don't delete episodes don't Mm -hmm. like you know hold on to it like yeah. hold off of it because you don't think it's like good enough and yeah. like you're holding us back up she's like release every episode you record and I was like I mean I almost take that advice like <laughs> you've deleted a few yeah <laughs> it's like I really know that's a smart but yeah just keep doing it it's like Thanks. you are going to do like so amazing like Sophia you know like that podcast uh-huh. call her daddy I'm Sophia 
she came to like my first kitten meetup ever in New York and she just moved to New York and oh was like God. just turned 21 and she's like I'm like don't know if I have like anyone to celebrate like my birthday with I just moved here don't know anyone and so I was like okay well here like she lives in New York she lives in New York and like so she ended up going out with like kittens like for her mm-hmm. birthday I was like messaging her online or like maybe we were talking at like the meetup or something but she was talking about like oh my friend and I like thought about starting a podcast and I was like you should absolutely do it like yeah. whatever it is absolutely do it there's no way your life will be any like worse or like less if like by doing a podcast yeah like, it will only gives you something to, to do, do. Yeah. something focus on whatever and now their podcast is number two in all of iTunes yeah and I'm going crazy. to be writing Sophia to ask for a job as her intern um but it's like just uh, you just you gotta start it. just do it just yeah. start it and it will take off Thank you so much. And you're so good. Thank like, you. You're I, so I good. Really, I, that means so much. Please tell our listeners where they can find you and follow you, all the good stuff. Um, you can find me on iTunes at Adderall and Compliments, and I cannot wait to record with you. So you will be on soon. Okay. Um, I'm so excited. I'm going to have like my newest podcast um, is going to be my friend Rachel Swimmers, aka Tasha Rain, who's like the porn star. And when I say like star, I don't mean like, oh, she's like put some news on. Like, like she's a fucking star. Like she's won an ABN award. Like she's awesome. And she was like, oh, women's studies major she's like I so love her um so she's gonna be this week's episode I don't know when this comes out but she will have been an episode (laughs) at some point okay um and then Annabelle DeSisto on Instagram yay thank you so much Annabelle for coming on thank you so much for having me thank you so much thank you bye I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Annabelle DeSisto of Adderall and compliments. Pleasure to be able to interview somebody I really look up to in the industry that I am new in. And for her to show such love and support means the world to me. I want to thank you guys so much for coming to hang out with me today. And I will catch up with you guys next week. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, go ahead and give me that five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. Have a wonderful weekend, you guys. Have fun and be safe, and I'll see you guys next Friday on Vibing and Valentino. Bye!